Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to Perspective. I'm Jennifer Lamb, the Strategic Outreach Manager at the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency. Today, we're going to talk about back to school resources for student veterans. On today's show, we're going to have Christopher Taylor, the education analyst at the MVAA. We'll also have Joshua Fenner, the education service specialist for the Michigan and Illinois National Guard. Phil Larson, the program director for veteran and military services at the University of Michigan. And Linda Blakey, the executive vice president of student and academic services at Washtenaw Community College. It's my honor to be here today when Director Zanetta Adams cannot be with you. I think this is going to be a fantastic show and an opportunity for veterans to learn about some of the resources to make them successful in school. We'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm Jennifer Lamb. I'm the Strategic Outreach Manager at the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency. But I'm also a Marine Corps veteran. And I like to talk about my experiences as a Marine Corps veteran because like many veterans, I joined the Marine Corps because I wanted to go to college and there was no money for me in my family's life and what they were thinking about. And I knew that education was what I needed to move forward. When I joined the Marine Corps, it was a surprise to everybody, to my friends, to my family, and a little bit to myself. I loved my experiences as a United States Marine. And I walked away from those experiences with a lot of fun things under my belt. I was the third woman ever trained in nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons for the United States Marine Corps. I was the first woman ever assigned to an infantry company with small craft company, 2nd Marine Division. But what I really got out of my experience in the Marine Corps, I think is important for this conversation that we're having today. Because I joined the Marine Corps, I was able to go to college. I was able to finish my degree. And when I did graduate from college, I took my commission and went into the Marine Corps active duty as an officer. Everything that I did in the service gave me pride and joy and brought me out um, a stronger person. I know that's not what always happens for people, but for me, it was something I could carry under my belt. And when I left the service, I then used the benefits that I had earned through my service to go back to school and get a master's degree in social work, which kind of launched me into my career. As a social worker, I've worked with many different populations, and I really found that the population I liked working the most with was veterans. And for a while, I helped design and implement research programs for veterans. And now I have the great opportunity of working in the state of Michigan to help develop initiatives and build strong initiatives to make veterans successful. For me, my experience as being successful through education was very important to my story about being a veteran. I'm also going to bring on today Christopher Taylor because he can talk a lot about what education means to veterans and how we can build strong educational programs for veterans in the state of Michigan. Hello, Chris. How are you doing today? Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you tell me a little bit, Chris? So I know you. We get to work together every day. Um, But tell me a little bit about what it means for you 
for being a student veteran or what your experiences were like? Well, you know, I got out of the uh, army in 2006. And at that time, I feel like maybe the resources weren't as widely known and, or, or maybe not as widely uh, broadcasted to the veteran population once they transferred, transitioned out of the military. So I went to a big university and I was, my first class was in a, a, a lecture hall of about 200 people. So, you know, being a veteran and, and having my experiences in the military, I felt like I didn't fit. I felt like maybe I needed to find the exit fast. And, you know, then I started getting connected to the resources, got connected to the GI Bill, got connected to my peers on campus and really realized that, you know what, I wasn't on an island. So it took a lot of digging. And, and that's that's kind of what I'm fighting to change and to, to bring more awareness to the military culture on college college campuses so that way our, our student veterans and dependents and all of our military connected students feel more at home well can you give me kind of a fifty thousand foot view of what you see veteran education and successful veteran education in the state of michigan would be like well you know when i look at military education i'm thinking of education being a, a pathway to employment, right? Whether it's through a vocational program, a trade school, or a tr traditional two or four-year program, having the supports and having the, the resources to be academically and professionally successful. But again, the end goal is not getting into school. It's that successful completion of school. And, and it, the goal in my role isn't to get the veterans in, it's to make sure that they get out with their degree or their certification or whatever it is that helps them get through um, and into their careers. So then when we're talking about this, what does the Michigan Veteran Affairs Agency do to assist a veteran that's starting school or maybe that's doing what you talk about getting through school to the other end? What does MVAA to do, do to assist these things? Well, we, the, the Michigan Veterans Affairs first, uh, we work with all the colleges and universities in the state to try and get them their veteran friendly status. And one, once a school is recognized as being uh, veteran friendly if this, through the MVAA, it means that they're doing the extra you know, things to make sure that their campuses are veteran inclusive, whether it's, you know, identifying who they are at, uh, through the application process or having the on campus resources like a peer support group like the Student Veterans of America or PAVE or having uh, the, the career counseling or, or whatever it is to make sure that those individuals are successful on, on campus. But we also work to try and spread best practices to, to make sure that our military educators feel like there's a sense of community in and amongst themselves to, to make these campuses stronger and more resource rich for our student veterans and dependents. Um, so, you know, if if we have listeners that are attending school and you don't know if your school is veteran friendly, go to our website. You know, MVAA strategy at michigan.gov is a great email you can reach out to to request more information. Um, if you work at a school and you're not sure if your school is veteran friendly, you can go to michigan.gov slash MVAA to, uh, to check out our list of veteran friendly schools. Chris, you have a lot of information. I hope you stay with me. We're going to bring Joshua Fenner on after this commercial break and talk about GI Bill, federal tuition assistance, and education assistance. We'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. 
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm Jennifer Lamb, the Strategic Outreach Manager at the MVAA, and I'm your guest host for today. Here with me today is Christopher Taylor, MVAA's Educational Analyst. Please help us welcome our next guest, Joshua Fenner. Joshua is a Navy veteran who currently serves in the Air National Guard in Indiana and is the Education Service Specialist with the National Guard. Did I get that right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's good. Yeah, thanks, Jennifer. Appreciate that. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, uh, I've got about 23 years of total combined military service, and I'm still serving today. Um, additionally, I used my education benefits uh, to get my master's degree. And during that time, I did not have a whole lot of guidance on what benefits I have or how to use those benefits. Uh, so one of the things I love about what I do is the fact that I get to help soldiers understand their benefits better and maximize their benefits uh, while they're going through the process so they don't have to suffer as much as I did. You know, that's the thing that I hear the most is most people are kind of walking through the system on their own and they don't feel a lot of support. So I'm hoping that maybe you can give some support to someone that's out there. Um, let's start with a brief overview. Can you tell me a little bit about the Montgomery GI Bill, the post 9-11 bill, what that is and how, how people use it? Yeah, sure. Uh, and how much time do we have again? Because there's a <laughs> lot of information about these benefits, but I'll do my best. Uh, there's three main types of GI Bills. You have your active duty, Chapter 30, uh, Montgomery GI Bill. And if a soldier serves two years uh, and pays in like $1,200, then they can, they can actually start receiving that benefit, which is paid directly to the soldier in increments of $2,122 per month. Uh, for our reserve soldiers, uh, they get the Montgomery Select Reserve GI Bill. And as long as they are under a six-year contract and complete their, um, you know, their job training, what they call AIT, uh, then they will get uh, $397 per month. And then we have the, the big one here, which is the post-9-11 GI Bill, the Chapter 33. And if soldiers accrue at least 90 days of qualifying orders, such as like active duty time, deployments, federal COVID overs, uh, orders rather, et cetera, uh, then they can get money towards tuition, books, and housing. And the more qualifying time they have, then the more money they get. And I'll, each one of I'll these benefits, soldiers get. I'm so sorry. I'll throw in there as we're talking about this a little bit. I know I hear you say, using the word soldier often, but of course we're talking about soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines. Um, anybody who's serving qualifies for these benefits. Is that right? Uh, that's correct. Uh, I work with soldiers mainly uh, under the Army National Guard, uh, who I work for. But yeah, uh, any veteran that has received these benefits can actually use them, whether they're Navy, uh, Marine Corps, so on and so forth. You know, I served in the Marine Corps for about 10 years, and my dad called me a soldier for that entire time. So I think most <laughs> people that listen to this understand that. But I just wanted to make sure that um, if somebody was tuning in, they were able to understand that we're talking about just anybody that served. You were talking about some of these very specific, though, dollar amounts based on if you were in the reserves or how long you served or if you were called up on orders. How does somebody sort that out? How does somebody know which program they qualify for? Well, I think that's one of the big problems we have is just getting information into the hands of veterans and service members. 
because you know these programs there's so much information and there's so much you can get really into the weeds with these things and lost in the sauce but um, that's why it's it's good for them to have someone like me so that they can talk to somebody um, now if you're not in the army national guard and you you know, I don't have someone like me available. Um, you can always call the the veteran uh, uh, veteran affairs office at one eight 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 GI Bill one and talk to one of the counselors to find out what you may qualify for and get more information about these programs. Or you can go to vets.gov where they have all kinds of information about these programs. Well, the things you don't see on those those websites are probably the things that you can give some real guidance to. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who wanted to use their GI Bill that you might not find on a website like that? You've been through the system successfully and walked people through. What makes somebody successful? Well, I think being prepared uh, is, is gonna make someone successful, uh, such as going to your school and talking to your school certifying official. Let them know that you're going to be attending and you plan on using the GI Bill. They can walk, uh, they can really walk you through these benefits themselves because they know a lot about them as well um, and kind of help prepare you. Um, also, if uh, you understand that these are benefits that you have to certify uh, for monthly. So if you skip a month, you may not get paid. So it's important for you to make sure that you do that. Um, and you can do that on vets.gov. Um, what about, are there also, other just make programs sure. that you know of? Is there any other educational assistance out there? Uh, absolutely. There is federal tuition assistance for active duty folks. Um, if you are in the Army National Guard or Army Reserves or Army Active Duty, all three of those components qualify for federal tuition assistance. And that provides current serving soldiers who have completed their AIT uh, uh, 250 per credit hour up to 16 credit hours per year. And that can actually be used with GI Bill and state tuition assistance. Um, additionally, there is the state tuition assistance here in Michigan. If you are a member of the Michigan National Guard, so that would be Air Force or Army component, uh, then you would receive, as soon as you complete boot camp, uh, you would be eligible to receive up to $14,400 uh, towards uh, any sort of like college degree, um, towards, towards your degree here. Um, and if you are pursuing a graduate program, that does go down to 6K per, per year. What about, so we talked with education, not just about kind of those brick and mortar universities, but there's also colleges and trade schools that you can use funding for. What can you tell us about those? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for the state tuition assistance and the federal tuition assistance, unfortunately, those are not going to pay for your vocational programs. However, um, the GI Bill, they're a lot more, um, you know, there's a lot more availability there where you can actually attend a vocational school, uh, flight school, uh, you know, a traditional college program. Um, so they're a lot more flexible with that type of stuff. And if you want more information, again, uh, definitely contact the VA. They'll be able to give you more information on whether the program you're interested in it will qualify or not. 
tell me about some of the stumbling blocks you might see. What what sort of things sets a veteran up for not being ready to start their school year when it comes to funding? Yeah, the biggest thing I find, Jennifer, is deadlines. Uh, all these programs have uh, a deadline that you have to apply uh, before a certain time. And if you wait till last minute, you're really setting yourself up for failure uh, because, you know, the closer you get, the busier, you know, like my office gets, the busier VA gets with all the applications coming in. So it's better to, to make sure you plan ahead and make sure you prepare yourself to meet those deadlines and understand what they are. So if we're talking to a veteran who hasn't applied for anything yet, is there still time for them to apply for the school year? Absolutely. For the traditional fall semester, which is coming up late, uh, you know, late August, early September, you definitely have lots of time here. Uh, I would just start maybe actioning that now and figuring out, you know, hopefully you've determined what school, what program you went into, but you know, there's still even time for that uh, if you start now. So um, with FTA and MingStap and, you know, most of your VA programs, uh, make sure that you apply before the course start date. Thanks so much, Joshua. You're absolutely right. We could have filled an entire show with the knowledge that you bring to this. I'm really excited that you exist in this state and that there's people that can connect with you. After this break, we'll be joined by Phil Larson. He's the program director for veteran and military services at the University of Michigan. So stick around. Thanks again, Josh. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective as we talk about back-to-school resources for student veterans. I'm Jennifer Lamb, your guest host for today, and it's time for our next guest person. Phil is the Program Director for Veterans and Military Services at the University of Michigan. He's an Air Force veteran, and he works with students who are transitioning into their next successful career. Welcome, Phil. Hi, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. I, it is my pleasure to have you here today. I know you very well. Our audience doesn't know you, or some of them might not know you. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at U of M? Yeah, absolutely. For the last, since well, since 2008, I've been the program director for veteran military services at the University of Michigan. My primary role there is to help students transition to college who have military ties, whether that's our veterans, our National Guard and Reserve folks, our active duty folks who are serving, or our dependents and our spouses who have military family members and go to college. The other thing I do is um, help uh, the University of Michigan with policy decisions and um, processes and policies that help our student veterans and our student military connected students thrive on campus. And then I also help with um, them kind of translating and, and responding to policies and, and laws regarding um, our veteran population. So when you talk about student veterans who are thriving on campus, uh, what do you see people do that make them the most successful? 
I think there's a couple things in play. The first is utilizing the great resources that we have on campus. So they're just like a lot of other schools. We have um, an army, to pardon the term, of, of folks on campus who are willing, willing and able and, and are experts in their field in helping students succeed, whether that's academically using their academic advisors, whether that's going to the counseling center and, and talking about issues such as stress that's, that's quite normal for college students to experience, um, or using some of our, our wellness activity centers our wellness centers, our recreation centers, um, or getting involved with the, the clubs and organizations or, and opportunities that the college provides them while they're there. Um, that sounds a little overwhelming, especially for a big campus. How does a new student know, or even a returning student know, how to connect with the right people? Some of it's by connecting with folks who are there. So, for instance, we have our PAVE peer mentor resource um, for incoming students. So all undergraduates are assigned peer mentors when they first come on the campus. And these are veteran students or, or, or students serving the National Guard Reserves like our incoming students, um, but these, these students are successful, have been there at least a year, and are able to direct them kind of uh, about the resources that they have on campus that are available to them, such as, again, you know, academic advising or like the, the science, uh, science Learning Center that we have on campus specifically designed to help students who are in the sciences succeed. What, how do you, how do you catch all these students? How do you know that there's someone who's not kind of falling through the cracks who might be struggling? That is always a concern for us. So one of our philosophies that I have with my uh, PAVE peer mentors um, uh, is, is being almost intrusive. We, we actually capture them through their admissions. So if somebody self-identifies as a veteran, we get their names. If somebody um, signs up for benefits, uh, VA benefits, we get their names as well. So we have a pretty good lock on most of the students who are who are military affiliated who choose to self-identify. And, and we find some of the other ones who don't. Um, and, and we reach out to them to, to make sure that they have the resources available to them. But I always say be, be sort of intrusive. And I have never in the 20 plus years, I don't want to give away my age, 20 plus years that I've been doing student affairs, I've never had a student come up to, to me and say, I really wish so-and-so would quit offering me help and giving me care. So we, we go and outreach to them and try to get them the resources that they need on campus. So I like one thing that you had just mentioned there that I want to circle back to. Not everybody identifies as veterans. We know that sometimes women don't identify as veterans on a form. We know that sometimes individuals that served in peacetime or even those that serve in the National Guard or Reserves don't always identify as veterans. So when I'm hearing you say this, I always feel like I have to hop in a little bit and say, if you ever put on a uniform, this is a great opportunity to connect with the right people on campus. Absolutely. So we, we define veterans as service um, and we define we, that's why we use the term a lot of military connected students. So it's not a person who specifically served four, six, eight, 20 years. Um, it's somebody who's currently serving in the National Guard and Reserve. It's somebody who's active duty and is assigned to the University of Michigan while completing their degree so that they can be an officer. Um, it's a military dependent who is a family member who served in the, in the military as well, or is currently serving. And they actually have sacrifices and opportunities they have been involved in as family members that we would involve with, with some of our services and some of our outreach. So one of the people that we had on just before you talked about ways to maybe 
be able to pay for school, but it sounds like there's so much more to being successful in your education than just paying for it. There's resources and supports that can make you a little bit more successful as you're going through. Absolutely. So one of the cool things about college, I mean, I have to always put a caveat that I like college so much I never left. But um, one of the cool things about college is the more you get involved, studies have shown the better you do academically. So this isn't just a having fun at college kind of thing. It's actually having fun and getting a better GPA at the same time. And so I always encourage college students not to look at it as a certification, not looking at it as just your degree, although that is important, but looking at it as the whole experience of, of joining a club or student organization that you never would have thought of joining before, taking a class that you just find as interesting as part of your electives. Um, and we offer those that, that you take just for fun, just for exploration. Um, and sometimes those things can turn into a career. I never would have thought my career would have been available unless I would have done some different things, um, such as being an RA on campus. And so, you know, getting the most out of college is more than just going to class, getting a good, good grades and, and kind of getting out and going home. It really is taking this opportunity. It's, it's an opportunity for you to invest in yourself and in finding out things that you might not have known before. We often use the term, you don't know what you don't know. And college is a, a great time to explore those kind of avenues that, that could be open to you, whether it's study abroad or again, joining a club or organizations you never would have done or, ordinarily, or, or just talking with your fellow college students, even if they're younger with you than you, um, and learning about their experiences and learning who they are. You could You could make a friend for life that way. I think it's great advice because you mentioned that you loved college so much you've never left. But for many, it's a short amount of time, but it's life changing what they can get when they are on a campus or when they're at a school or, you know, getting a certification of some sort. Can Absolutely. you tell me something like what is the program that you're most proud of on your campus? Oh, there's so many. I, I I think on our campus, I am most proud that we have the opportunities for people to in, to look at world-class sports events. We always have folks at the Olympics, by, by the way, shameless plug. Um, we have world-class musicians and artists that come in and do art galleries and, and UMA. Um, we have uh, world-class speakers. So we have nationally known speakers, Supreme Court justices and presidents come to talk to you of them. I think on any college campus are these these times and places that you can be involved and learn from folks from around the world. Um, and it's just this great opportunity that doesn't happen again. So what I'm hearing from you is find the right people, identify as much as you can and connect to the right people. Phil, yeah. you are so amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. After our break, we'll be talking with Linda Blakey the Vice President of Student and Academic Services at Washtenaw Community College. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back. This is Jennifer Lamb, our last guest today on the Veterans Perspective as we talk about back to school resources for student veterans is Linda Blakey. 
Linda is the Vice President of Student and Academic Services at Washtenaw Community College. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at WCC? Um, I'm the Chief Operating Officer and, avail and responsible for all student services at the college. And so that's kind of admissions and registration and financial aid and veterans center and counseling and um, our support, other support services, student development clubs and organizations, all those kind of fun things that support students. Oh, wow. You see a lot of students. Let's talk yes, about do. this really very specialized group of student, students, the uh, student veteran. I know that there's kind of a stereotype for a student veteran. What do student veterans look like on, on the Washtenaw Community College campus? Um, I think we have a lot of different veterans that come with various experiences are coming from different um, um, arms of the service. And so in their different ages, we have kind of younger vets, but we also have older vets that are coming back to school and they've maybe been in the service for many years. Um, I think that's an advantage to attending a, attending a community college um, because our students range in age from 15 to 90. Um, unlike a traditional four-year school, our average age of students is 26. So we have a lot of older students on our campus. And so I think that allows the veterans to fit in, um, feel you know, more comfortable in our classroom settings that we have. And I know you guys are really well known for the veteran peer support programs that you have, like your Student Veteran of America or SVA chapter. Um, how does SVA and the chapter that you have at WCC help students negotiate starting this process? So yes, we have many clubs and organizations on campus, including our Student Veteran Association. Um, and you know, we, those, all of our clubs and organizations get a lot of leadership training. Um, our SVA club does, you know, they um, do election process for president, vice president, treasurer. Um, and so they have activities throughout the year. Um, some of those activities support other veterans where they've had food drives, clothing drives, um, sometimes special things around the holidays to support their fellow veterans. Um, they also do another, other leadership activities on campus. Um, every um, November, we have a large campus-wide Veterans Day recognition ceremony. And so the officers of our SVA club are very active in planning that, um, that whole activity, that whole event. So we have different speakers come in. We always have veterans, our student veterans that speak at that event. And so they provide great leadership for that activity. Um, and I also like to, you know, besides our SVA, we also have a very active um, veteran center on our campus. We're very fortunate that Tim and Lori Wadhams made a very large donation to the college through our foundation. And so we have a very nice veteran center that has coffee, learning center that has printers and computers and staff to support the student. We have a dedicated advisor to support the veterans. And you know, family members can come in and get support as well. But that veteran center provides, you know, kind of a lot all around resources to support the veterans as they transition back to college and support college. We also have an active kind of career services center that provides veterans support as they look for internships or taking on the next steps to get a job or transfer on to another um, college or university. So we have lots of those wraparound services to support our veterans in their educational endeavors. Oh, it's so important to help them through that very first step they take inside of a campus or in a school, all the way until they get across that stage at the very end and transition into their next career. Um, when you're talking to these though, you, you mentioned 
all of these veterans that, or I'm sorry, all of these students that are on, on your campus. How do you identify the student veterans and how do you kind of suggest that they connect with these, these organizations like SVA or use your student veterans center? What do you do to kind of That's, get them connected? That is right from the get-go because we have an application that the student, any student that's interested in becoming a student at Washtenaw Community College fills out an application. That application is free. And as part of that application process, we gather, um, are you an active um, military? Are you a veteran? Are you a family member of a veteran? And based on the answers to the questions on their application, we send out all those resources to them and let them know about the Veteran Center and any other resources that will help them transition and be successful in college. We also, I'm really proud to say that we have two partnership programs with the Veterans Administration. We have our vital, so we have um, Brittany Terrell, who's a social worker with, with the VA that's on our campus once a week to work with students. And also with, um, we also have um, um, John Bugini, who's also on the Vet Success Program through the VA. He's also on campus once a week. And just again, another resource through the Veterans Administration to help us support our students. So they come to Washtenaw Community College and, and can provide additional services besides just the services that Washtenaw can provide. Oh, so I'm hearing professionals who are trained to help veterans be successful. I'm hearing places on campus where veterans and their families can go to connect. And then I'm also hearing this really strong ability for somebody to turn to someone else and say, I'm a veteran too. I've made it through this program or I'm, I know what I'm doing on this campus. Come on, I can kind of show you the way. Absolutely. And that's what SBA allows is for students. So veteran students, you know, if they're involved in SBA or they come into the Veterans Center, there's other veterans sitting, having coffee, using the printers and computers there and say, oh, this has been my experience. You can do this too. Um, we've had some really successful veterans who have transferred on to Yale, the University of Michigan, on to complete their bachelor's and graduate programs. And so we're really excited on how we've been able to help those students transition. Linda, I know there's lots of organizations on many campuses all over the place. It was nice to hear some of the special flavor and, and opportunities that are available on Washtenaw Community College. I really thank you for joining us today and sharing some of this information. It sounds like you guys are catching veterans when they come in and supporting them all the way through. Well, I really appreciate that you had us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Again, that was Excuse me. Again, that was Linda Blakey, the Vice President of Student and Academic Services at Washtenaw Community College. We appreciate you coming. Wow, that was a lot of informative information. Chris, what did you think about this? Well, I mean, uh, you know, Linda brought a great um, wealth of information about the Student Veterans of America chapter and, and everything that they do. And, and it's really great to get that perspective, not only from Washtenaw Community College, but also the perspective of University of Michigan and, and these schools that work really hard to, you know, build these veteran inclusive and, and focused programs on their campuses. So um, I think it was, you know, just an outstanding look behind the scenes into what our colleges and universities are doing for our student veterans. So my takeaway is, is pretty much that there's a lot of experts out there that can kind of help guide a veteran through their education process. You just have to know that those experts are there and maybe ask around a little bit to make sure that you're connected with them. Yeah, What's it, a big it, takeaway for you? 
Yeah, and 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 your you know first guest, you know Joshua Fenner, he's one of those experts, and and he's not only a resource for his soldiers, but he's also a great resource for our educators as well. He's he's always providing information sessions to our colleges and universities, our certifying officials, and making sure that everybody's up to speed on the new, ever changing rules that are out there. So, um, and and. and Having those subject matter experts, whether it's, you know, the Josh Fenners or the Phil Larson's or the, you know, anybody that's out there that can provide these direct services and, and connect our student veterans to resources are, are invaluable on our college campuses. And, and it, I, I just feel blessed that I have the opportunity to get to know some of these folks and, and work with them on a daily basis. Yeah, this really difficult topic of navigating through the education system. I guess it just doesn't have to be that difficult. And so hopefully some of the listeners have heard that and understand that if they can connect, they can make it through the process pretty easily. Thank you for joining us today, Chris. And thank you so much, Director Adams, for the opportunity to guest host today. She sure does make this look easier than it is. Um, But I do want to thank our guests again, Joshua Fenner, who's the Education Service Specialist for the Michigan and Illinois National Guard, Phil Larson, who's the Program Director for Veteran and Military Services at the University of Michigan, and Linda Blakey, the Vice President of Student and Academic Services at Washtenaw Community College. If you want to find resources like this in your area, please give us a call at 800-MICHVET. That's 800-642-4838 and let us know. If you are struggling and need someone to talk to, call the Veterans Crisis Line at 800-273-8255 and press 1 or text 838-255.